Welcome to the show about your kid's secret life, an inside peek at what today's kids are really doing online and with technology. Each week, you'll hear the latest trends and get tips to keep them safe while keeping your sanity. So here are your hosts, cybersecurity experts, best-selling authors, and parents of four teens, Lisa and Chris Good. Hey everyone, welcome to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what today's kids are doing with technology. I'm your host, Lisa Good. Before we jump into the news and start talking about apps, let's start with some good news. I think we could all use some good news, especially when it comes to kids, technology, and COVID-19. There are two sisters in Boston that, before coronavirus, they would FaceTime every weekend with their grandparents who live in England. But during the pandemic, they've been reaching out to them every day. One of the grandparents lives alone and hasn't left her apartment in four months. So she hasn't been able to go to the gym and that's the only place she goes and hangs out and visits with people and socializes. Well, some of her younger friends from the gym have been stopping by and knocking on the window so they can talk to her and others have been sending her handwritten letters. When the girls have been talking to their grandmother, they notice that every time they FaceTime her and talk to her that she seems happier, her her mood is better, she's more cheerful. And their grandmother shared with them the cards that the younger friends from the gym have been sending to her. Well, these two girls started thinking about that and they said, hey, you know what? We should share that joy that our grandmother's feeling with other senior citizens here in the U.S. And so they started an organization called Letters Against Isolation. Now, it's a volunteer group of people of all ages that send cards and letters to senior citizens at assisted living, care centers, and nursing homes. You know, the people that can't have visitors and their family can't see them anymore. Now, these two young ladies, a just graduated senior in high school and a 10th grader, have inspired thousands of volunteers around the world to write and send letters. It's amazing what our kids can create and do to serve others that involves technology. I'm a firm believer that technology itself is not good or evil. It's how we choose to use it, and it's up to us to help our kids use it for good. Now, if you'd like to encourage your kids or inspire them or get them involved in something that will be good for them and for others in the community, you can visit the Patel Sisters website at lettersagainstisolation.com. They're doing an amazing job and an amazing service for senior citizens across the United States. Okay, moving on. The last few weeks we've talked about Zinn the TikTok clone app that was paying kids and adults to use their platform. Now we mentioned last week how Google had removed it from its app store. Well, it's official. It's been banned on Apple now as well. Not sure what took Apple so long, especially since they're normally less tolerant of bad or misleading apps than Google is. Now, Zinn was downloaded 5 million times before Apple pulled it, but hey, I guess better late than never, right? What's interesting here is that Zinn made a comeback last week after it changed its model. It nixed the cash incentives and instead was offering in-app rewards called Zinn Cheers, but there was no mention of how or what you could use for those rewards. 
And then some additional celebrity influencers complained about Zinn stealing their content and they're gone yet again. I'm not sure they're gonna make it back. So why are we talking about this? Well, if your kids have downloaded this app, I recommend you delete it immediately. It's said to have spyware built into the software and it's actually taking your contacts and data and sending it to the company, which is a Chinese company. Now, this is another reason why I don't think it's gonna make a comeback on Google Store anytime soon. So while we're on the conversation about apps, let's talk about TikTok. I know, it seems like we're always talking about TikTok. Just last week, the beta version of iOS 14 which is due to roll out in, to the public in, sometime in the fall, exposed that TikTok was spying on users' clipboards. Now, the first question you may be asking is, what's a clipboard? And clipboard on a phone? Well, just like your computer has a clipboard, you know, that cool copy and paste feature that you use in Word and Excel, well, your phone has the same kind of clipboard. You know, it's where you things go when you copy and paste them on your phone. Now, the second thing you might be thinking is, well, it's just the clipboard. It doesn't sound too important. Until you realize that sensitive information can be copied from a user's clipboard, like usernames and passwords. And the, all that information, all that data on your clipboard is being transferred to TikTok servers. That's not a good thing, I know. The iOS 14 features new privacy settings that will inform users of questionable app behavior as it relates to your privacy. Now, when I say questionable, I mean if an app is accessing your clipboard, your location, your microphone or camera, those type of behaviors. This feature is gonna help those less tech savvy know what the app is doing so that they can either adjust the privacy settings if that's an option, or they can delete the app if they aren't comfortable with the information the app is accessing and collecting. So how does this new security feature work? Well, this is what the beta looks like as of right now. Basically, you're gonna have a privacy banner that will repeatedly appear as you type, showing you how frequently TikTok accesses your clipboard. That's what it looks like right now. And that banner actually pops up every few keystrokes. Now that's a big oops for TikTok. One that I'm sure wasn't really an accident. After TikTok was busted with this behavior, they've issued a release that says they will stop spying on users' clipboards. A TikTok spokesperson says the app is not collecting data from the clipboard. Instead, this is what they said. It's a custom system to identify repetitive spam behavior. And I quote, for TikTok, this was triggered by a feature designed to identify repetitive spammy behavior. We've already submitted an updated version of the app to the App Store, removing the anti-spam feature to eliminate any potential confusion. TikTok is committed to protecting users' privacy and being transparent about how our app works. That is the direct statement from TikTok. I like how they say they're committed to privacy and being transparent about how the app works after they were busted stealing your data. Now, as a privacy proponent and advocate 
and a parent. This is why we need to know when an app is tracking you and every app should be required to notify you of every single piece of data it's collecting, especially when it's an app that kids are using or an app that's really geared towards kids like TikTok. Now, personally, I don't buy the TikTok spokesperson's excuse. They say the behavior is to prevent spam and that copy and pasting the same thing repeatedly is spam. But the app checks the keyboard every time a new keystroke happens. And I've got to tell you, that kind of behavior is not consistent with how spam users or spam bots operate. And there are many more effective ways to tackle spam and abuse without clipboard mining the people that are using the app. Clipboard mining is a serious invasion of data privacy, especially on kids' devices. And something else you should know is that many of the password managers that run on older versions of iOS and Android rely on the clipboard to function, which means that all of your passwords are, are being exposed to the clipboard. And any app that has access to that data has access to your passwords. So when you put the facts together, TikTok's a Chinese-owned company with the founders having direct ties to the government. Two, they have an enormous amount of censorship on the platform, particularly in China. And here in the US, they push communist videos and those with communist and racist views to the front. And number three, they are collecting data from your phone without your knowledge. It's very easy to see why the US government has banned it from all government employees' devices, including all military service members. Now, I wanna point out that as of right now, the information coming out from Apple is that upgrading to iOS 14 when it's available in the fall won't block an app's access to your clipboard, but it will tell you what app and when it's accessing your clipboard. And then you can decide what to do with the app from there. Now, like I said, that's the official word from Apple at this time. However, I can guarantee you that the developers are working behind the scenes at Apple right now to get the security feature done where the iPhone will block the app from accessing your clipboard, or there'll at least be a feature that lets you choose if you want the iOS to block the app. See, one of the biggest things Apple is great at is under-promising and over-delivering. And that's one of the main reasons they have such a loyal fan base. I also wanna point out that TikTok isn't the only app exposed as spying on your clipboard data. I'm gonna give you a list as I know right now, these are the apps that are spying. And I'm just, I've just broken these down into categories. Now I'm sure there are more, but these are just the general, you probably have these, your kids probably have some of these. You may just wanna delete them or just think about if you want them on your device or your kids' devices. So news, ABC News, Al Jazeera English, CBS News, CNBC, Fox News, Newsbreak, New York Times, NPR, Reuters, Russia Today, The Economist, The Huffington Post, The Wall Street Journal, and Vice News. Doesn't that seem crazy? Almost all of the news organizations are accessing your clipboard. I'm not quite sure why. 
The next category I'm going to run through is games. Now, as far as I'm concerned, there is absolutely no reason a game needs to access the information on your clipboard. So here you go. Eight ball pool, amaze, bejeweled. Now that one made me sad because I had it. Now I don't. Block puzzle, classic bejeweled, classic bejeweled HD, flip the gun, fruit ninja, golf masters, letter soup, love Nikki, my Emma, plants versus zombies, heroes, billiard city, tomb of the mask, tomb of the mask Keller, total party kill, water mar marbling. Now, some of the social media platforms that are accessing your data on your clipboard are as follows. TikTok, TuTalk, TrueCaller, Viber, Weibo, and Zosk. And then I have a category called miscellaneous. And this is just like random apps. But some of these you probably have because I know I had a few. So 10% happier meditation. 5-0 radio police scanner. So for all you police junkies out there that like listening to the scanner chatter, you may want to rethink that app. AccuWeather, Ally Express shopping app, Bed Bath & Beyond, shame on them. Hotels.com, Hotel Tonight, Overstock, Sky Ticket, and the Weather Network. And those are just the ones that I could find out about. I'm sure there are others. I just didn't have time to research every single app. Now, I know we're talking about an iPhone here, but what about those of you who have kids with have an Android? Well, here's the skinny. It appears that Android's clipboard is also able to be accessed by all these apps. It seems like it's across the board with all phones. To be honest, it's probably been like this since day one of apps. People just didn't think too much about it. But as more people, especially parents, become aware of the information being collected about their kids and about us, these issues are coming to light and being addressed. I have not found where Android has addressed the issue publicly. My husband, who's a big Android guy, see our house is split, we have Androids and we have Apples. Well, my husband Chris says that they'll most likely roll out a security feature just like Apple's doing in their next update. It just won't be a huge new, it won't be like huge news, basically because 80% of kids have an iPhone. Now, while we're talking about new security features that will be rolled out on the iOS 14, I just want to give you another glimpse of one that as a parent you should know about, and it should make you pretty happy. Now, it doesn't have a name yet, but it's basically a green yellow dot, and it will appear, it'll be in the upper right corner of the phone. And it'll show you when something is using your camera or your microphone in the foreground or the background. So what's great about this new feature is that it's hard-coded in. So unless an app got some special exemption from Tim Cook himself, that's like the CEO of Apple, it's going to show a colored status bar when the camera or microphone is being secretly used in the foreground or the background which as a parent makes me extremely happy because I'll be able to go over that with my kids and say, look, if you see if you see this on, that means that Snapchat or TikTok or some app on your phone is recording you, whether it's you're videoing you or taking audio of what's going on around you. Now, you know, the reality with apps is this. 
anytime there's a new update or version released, whether it's Snapchat, TikTok, or Instagram, you should go into your kids' settings on their phone and do a permissions review. It's not uncommon for updates to change permissions or reset them completely. And it's not something that the app normally tells you. It's your responsibility to go and check the privacy and permission settings. Even if you're using monitoring tools on your kids' phones, you still need to do this because the monitoring tools don't alert you to the app changes either. They're monitoring what your kids do on the app, not the settings that the app changed when it's updated. A lot of times, parents only find out that the settings were changed during an update when they get an alert from the monitoring tool saying, oh, your kid just checked out some porn, something that you had blocked prior to the new update. And now all of a sudden your kids can access it. So from one parent to another, make sure you're checking those settings after updates. All right, well, stay tuned for our next topic. Wouldn't it be great to stay up to date without being overwhelmed? It's possible and easy. Just sign up for our free cyber alert emails. We take the guesswork out of knowing what's going on with kids and technology. We provide the essentials that parents, grandparents, and adults working with children should know in today's digital world. Just visit yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio and sign up today. Welcome back. We're going to start off talking about WhatsApp, a popular texting and phone app that a lot of kids and adults use. In case you don't know this, WhatsApp is owned by Facebook and has become the number one mobile messaging app. With less and less young people using Facebook as a social media platform, Facebook has tried to make WhatsApp more appealing to that generation to get them back. They want to be known as more than just a simple tool that allows people to connect on Android and iOS. We're going to talk about the click to chat feature, which makes it possible for two WhatsApp accounts to get in touch with each other using nothing more than a QR code or a custom URL. This feature is promoted heavily to businesses. Basically, it's a way to allow their customers to reach them quickly. However, the click to chat feature can be used by anyone, including your kids, with complete strangers, by the way. Now remember, this feature only requires users to scan the QR codes or the URL and to click it and then start the messaging session without even knowing the person's phone number. Now you may be thinking, okay, they might be able to talk with strangers, but the stranger can't see their phone number. So while it may be dangerous, there's some protection, right? Well, not exactly. You see, the phone number itself is revealed once the chatting starts, and the QR code and the URLs also include this information because otherwise, click to chat wouldn't be able to connect the two accounts. Yikes! And if that weren't enough, there's a technical piece that exposes the user's phone numbers and lets Google index them. So one of the things I've always done when talking with parents is to refrain from geek speak. So I'm just gonna skip telling you all the technical jargon and the back end of exactly how this works. I'm just gonna give you the short and simple explanation. Basically, WhatsApp uses a public site for the processing and generating of the QR codes and the URLs, the links. Google reads the phone numbers and the QR codes and it links them together 
and catalogs them, and it makes them searchable, which makes it possible for anyone to discover a specific phone number. Now, at first, this may not seem like a big deal, but once someone has the phone number, they can then access your profile picture on WhatsApp and then use that photo to search social media and other websites, like they could do a reverse image search on Google of your kid's picture and find out what other accounts you have and dig up more details about your kids or you if you're using this. Now you would think that Facebook would be concerned about this issue, right? Nope, not really. Here's what Facebook slash WhatsApp has to say about this security issue. They said, users themselves decide if they wanna share any information, including kids. It's up to the user to make sure that their information, including URLs and QRs, aren't made public. Wow, that's quite a revelation there. So, if your kids are using WhatsApp, or if you're using WhatsApp, you should make sure that their privacy settings and your privacy settings are set to the highest levels and that your phone number isn't accidentally catalogs and searchable on Google. All right, now, this next piece is really fun. You should ask your kids if they've heard about a YouTuber named Jimmy Donaldson. He goes by Mr. Beast. This guy is famous for hosting extreme competitions among his friends for huge amounts of, of prize money and crazy prizes. And I'm talking like millions of dollars. Now here's a few of the competitions. So he had one that was called um, Last to Leave the Revolving Door and they win $50,000. So basically his friends had to go around and around and around in a revolving door and the last one to leave won $50,000. Now there were other conditions to that. Then my favorite one that I've read is last to remove the hand gets a Lamborghini. Yeah, that one's interesting. You guys should Google that. I'm not even gonna tell you about that one. Now, now these challenges may sound simple and maybe fun. They normally have some crazy rules or some other type of gotcha that really makes it almost impossible for anyone to win. Or the people that win it I mean, they go through some extreme crazy things to do so. So why are we talking about some YouTuber? Well, there's a new challenge that kicks off on June 30th at 3 p.m. Eastern time that anyone can participate in, including your kids, which is why I suggested asking your kids if they've ever heard of this guy. The challenge is called Finger on the App, and the prize is $25,000, for the person who can keep their finger on their phone the longest. I know it sounds easy, right? And kind of stupid. Now, while the challenge hasn't started yet, the app currently has a practice mode. So if your kids really wanna try to win the $25,000, they can start practicing now so they can warm up their finger to the intense cramps that they're gonna have if they try this for real. I say all that, but of course, this would be, wouldn't be a stunt pulled by Mr. Beast if it didn't have a few other complications. According to the app's website, the final amount of money will be voted on by all the other players. So if your kid's friends are all playing this and one of them loses but your kid is still in the game, 
Well, guess what? Your kid's friends can vote for the prize money to be reduced to zero. And so can everyone else across the United States who's playing this game. Now, let's remember, we're talking about kids here. So the odds of this happening is like 99.9%. I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas doesn't open up a wager on this. The challenge also has very strict rules. If you leave the app at all, for example, if you have an alarm set in the background or if you get a phone call or a text message, basically anything that happens on your phone or your kid's phone that causes this app to move to the background, well, guess what? You lose automatically. This app has to stay front and center the whole time. And not only do you have to keep your finger on the app, your finger has to stay in a specific location on the app. So basically when you, when you open the app up, it has a grid like that math paper that we've all used. And wherever you start is where you have to stay. There's no swiping, no swirling, no moving. Here are the extra little, you know, caveats to this. They say if you activate your Bluetooth and you're within 10 feet, but no closer than six feet, because we need to be social, social distancing you, of a friend, you both could get up to three extra lives. So that's how they rope your kids into trying to get their friends to play. Now this means that if you lose your streak, like if your finger comes off or you move away from where you're supposed to be, you have 10 seconds to put your finger back on the app. Which made me start to think, well, how fast can your kids go to the bathroom? How fast can your kids shower? It's very interesting. Now here's another interesting tidbit from their website. It says, quote, your phone can provide utterly no utility so long as you play. Basically, you can't use your phone. Finger on the app ties you to your device by the soft pressure of your dominant digit as a steel ball and chain while sealing it beyond your grasp. So basically, they're mocking the glued to your phone mindset that all kids have with this challenge. And while part of me, the techie in me, thinks this is actually pretty funny, because you can't do anything else. It renders your phone totally useless. The mom in me says, what is wrong with these people? Do they have any idea of what kids are going to do to try to win this money and this stupid challenge, which I'm thinking even if somebody wins, they're not going to get $25,000. Here's the good news. If your kids have an Android, you don't have to worry because the app is only available for Apple users. Just something to keep in mind. You may wanna to talk to your kids about this one. Okay, and the last topic we're gonna to cover is there's a movie out on Netflix. It's called 365 Days. It made its debut on June 7th. It's basically a Polish romance drama and it's skyrocketed to the most watched list despite earning awful reviews. Now, there's awful acting and it's got not, not a plot at all. I'm just gonna tell you, this is gonna be a hard topic to talk about, but basically this movie has is like Fifty Shades of Grey, the series, except it has far more graphic sex and questionable stories. Um, the essential gist of the movie is it tells the story of a mafia boss who's become obsessed with a woman 
and basically he kidnaps her. And he tells her that she has to stay with him for 365 days. If she doesn't fall in love with him in that time, she can go back home. If she does, she can stay. From there, in between the in the film, it shows graphic sexual acts between the characters. It's it's actually pretty lewd and over the top. I have not watched it, nor would I recommend watching it. I'm just going by what I've read on the internet. If you're going to Google this at all, make sure you do it on a computer that your kids don't have access to. I'm just giving you a warning, especially for your high school kids. This probably isn't something that you want them to watch. It's it's basically creepy and really it's teaching kids, especially our young men, that it's cool to kidnap women, women and kind of force them into a relationship. And I don't think that's really a good thing to have your kids watching. Rotten Tomatoes has basically said that it is by far the most sexually explicit film on the service and has called it the closest thing to porn on Netflix. So just be aware, especially again, if you have older kids, you might wanna make sure that they're not watching this movie. Well, that's gonna wrap up this week. Next week, it will be the 4th of July weekend. So I just want to say to everybody out there, have a safe and very happy Independence Day. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Your Kid's Secret Life with Lisa and Chris Good. To submit your questions, sign up for our free Cyber Alert emails, or for information on today's show, please go to yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Your Kid's Secret Life.